Welcome to the Real Estate Masters Podcast, a podcast with top real estate agents sharing insights of how they've grown their business. Every guest is unique and serves different markets, so you will find value in each and every episode. And now our host, Executive Coach, April Mack. Welcome. Happy fall, y'all. I'm April Mack. I'm so happy you're with me today. I'm going to be really quick and get right into this interview because it was a little bit longer uh, than our typical interviews because there was just so much that we wanted to talk about. Boy, you get a bunch of women together and we just want to talk. I'm interviewing today Kate Brodick. She is the number one team in Brantford, Ontario, a team of women. They're only a six-year-old team and they are rocking it, obviously. And I believe uh, you'll hear her clarify in the interview, but they have been the number one team since they started their team six years ago. So it's just packed full of great information. As always, I know you're going to love it. So I'm going to quit talking and we're going to get right to it. My interview with Kate Brodick of the Kate Brodick team and the first person that she brought onto her team, Allie Vanderharst. Hey, Allie, it is so great to have you on the podcast today. And I really appreciate you giving your time to jump on this interview. Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about your team? I'm so thankful you brought Allie as a team member, but um, tell us a little bit about you and give us some history. Perfect. Well, thank you for having us. I'm Kate Brodick of the Kate Brodick team. Obviously, we're a real estate team located in Brantford, Ontario. I started this team in 2015, so we're just finishing up our sixth year. And Ali was actually my very first team member. She was uh, a past client, and we just got along so much, and I just thought so much of her that when I decided to grow a real estate team, she was the first person that I thought of. And she came on as an admin and then was very shortly later uh, licensed as a real estate agent. And now she manages our team of 10. And she also uh, sells. So that's us in a a nutshell. (laughs) Wow. So tell me, what made you decide that you wanted to build a team? And when did that happen? How long had you been in business when you decided to start building the team? I was licensed for almost four years uh, when I decided and I, I became very busy right away. And so the whole premise of starting a team was I wanted like minded individuals who would provide the same kind of service to clients that I wasn't able to Uh, handle myself. I was becoming too busy. And so to maintain the same level of service, I felt the need to start to grow. And that's that's essentially how how the Kate Brodick team started. Uh, And we've been number one since the very first year we we came to fruition. Wow. So you were number one the first year that you that you started the team or the first time that the first year that you started the first year that I started the team so in 2015 Allie was the very first member to join and then as we throughout the years we added more members but from that very first uh basically since I hired Allie we became number one number one realtor and number one team wow so Allie how have things changed since you started out with Kate from then to now well, we've definitely grown in size. That would be the biggest thing. We started out with just the two of us, like Kate said, and then um, Carolyn joined the team. I think she was the next person. She's one of our admins, and she's also our team's photographer. Great personality to have on the team. And from then, it just kind of blew up. 
Kate's great at finding us really nice team members. They all, most of them were past clients, which is a great relationship that we've all kind of had from the beginning since I was Kate's admin, I was helping out her clients, and then they all seem to just join the team. So I'd say that the biggest change has just been the size and the dynamic of the team has stayed pretty much the same. It's a great positive team. We've all got the same values and we're all here to help each other. I just had this like aha moment because I can't, when you talked about your past clients becoming part of your team, I can't tell you when I was in real estate, how many of my clients decided that they wanted to get their real estate license and became a realtor. And then they were my competition. And I, I did not have the foresight to just put them on my team. Um, I, I literally, I just had this aha moment, like, doggone, why didn't I just put build a team and put them on my team? What, you know, really great insight. And do, do you feel like, I mean, I know it's com- continually morphing and changing, but tell us a little bit about what those team members look like and what their roles are, because I think this is something that so many agents are really pondering and, you know, what does that look like? So Kate, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, there's so many different personalities uh, in in real estate, just like there is in life. And I think what makes our team so special is we have a range in age from about 23 to 45 and everybody, although very unique in their own way, everyone has the same goals. We're mothers, wives, we have families. And so because of all of that, I think that we bring this nurturing kind of customer service with everyone having their own little spin. So Rebecca was one of the earlier realtors that joined the team. She's like the mom on the team, just like Carolyn. And she brings a real sophistication, a lot of experience, uh, just from not even just from real estate, but, but from her past jobs, which I think a lot of our younger realtors and staff look up to her and she gives great advice. And then we have team members that are are young, like Nicole. Nicole was one of our, our youngest realtors and she brings such a vibrant energy to the team that I think some of us who are a little bit more on the, I'm not going to say older because 37 is definitely not old, but she, she brings a, a youthfulness to us. And I think all of those very unique characteristics are what make us who we are. Wow. So you talked about, was it Rebecca, you said, and I assume she's older than you? She is a little bit older than me. Her and my uh, sister, Lisa, who's also a realtor on the team, they are just a little bit older than us. Not, I mean, nobody on the, on the team is, is past their 40s, but mm-hmm. they bring uh, definitely a maturity and a sophistication to the team just through life experiences. They've raised families, they're married, you know, they've had previous employment, And I think that uh, the two of them together uh, in particular, a lot of us look up to in terms of guidance, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And they just maybe bring some wisdom, but no intimidation from having someone older than you and and more experienced in life in a way, no intimidation. None at all. If you put us in a room together, we all act like we're about 15 years old. (laughs) <laughs> so I mean we that's what I mean what's so wonderful about it is is you know the characteristics and and the strengths of everybody are so great but at the same time if you threw us all in the room you wouldn't know who was who because we all just oh. mesh so well right and learn from one another no doubt definitely 
is there anything that you would think of you've learned from one of your team members that just was very invaluable? Yeah, actually, it's funny. I've mentioned Nicole before, but uh, she was significantly younger than me. And we were in very different, I guess, stages in life. And I can be very focused in the fact that, you know, I, I put the blinders on the side and I just go, 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 go until sometimes I, I, I need to stop and, and give myself a shake. And Nicole is the person who brings me back down to earth and reminds me not to take life too seriously, to laugh mm-hmm. and to really enjoy what's in front of me. And so that's, that's the kind of, I guess, characteristics that we can find on our team, which is, is to me, is it completely invaluable? So when you're adding people to your team, is it more a person and you say, I want this person on my team and we'll find the right thing for them to do? Or is it more, we have this specific need on our team and we're going to fill that need? I think from a, a perspective of staffing, like our, our admin assistants, that would be more something that I would do for them if we needed additional support or help in an area that the current admins weren't able to do because they were just so busy in their own daily tasks. But as a as hiring realtors, to be honest with you, it's not something that I actively do. It's more of I meet the person and we fit them in because mm. they're just so vibrant and energetic and we're drawn to them. But I don't I would say from a, a realtor perspective, I, I really don't go on the hunt. From an admin, I do, because if we have a need where we need to support the agents and there's something that's kind of missing, then we will definitely hire based on that. Wow, that that makes complete sense. And I'm gonna jump to you in a minute, Allie, but Kate, what is your primary role on the team? Well, right now, I would say it's I'm kind of uh, one foot in on the management side. That's why I have Allie, and the other foot is still very much selling. I think maintaining the processes, making sure that the agents are supported, ensuring that the transactions and the clients are being taken care of is definitely my primary role. Behind the scenes, there's a lot that I do that not necessarily you, you, you get credit for, but making sure that our marketing is on point, our branding is there, ensuring that we're, we're being noticed. Like, like, for instance, this podcast is a wonderful marketing venture. It also helps us to get our name out there. So those things behind the scene that I, I, I definitely take care of, but I'm still very much active in the selling portion. Yes. And, I, and I'm sure that's very important and that you'll probably continue in that role. So Allie, what does your role look like in, in your day? I would say I'm similar to Kate. I'm kind of half and half. I'm I'm in the office every day, Monday to Friday during the week, helping manage the team and putting through deals, doing all the fun things behind the scenes like paperwork and just helping manage our admin team and just, you know, fielding any questions that the the agents might have as well. So outside of that, I'm also selling myself. So, you know, when I'm not in the office, I'm out doing showings, having listing appointments and just taking care of my clients as well. Right. And so are you all women? You've got some men in there. What's that look, your team look like? Well, we're <laughs> most, well we are definitely a mom team. Uh, it's funny because if you, you look at our banner, we do have these two endpoints, which are, which are the men, which is Ryan, who's my husband, and Adam Sly, who's actually my brother-in-law. 
And they were there really uh, as uh, a support for us. We wear many hats as women. I'm sure you know that. And so just because we're the number one team in in Brantford and from a real estate perspective, we also have families at home that that need our attention and we need to provide our attention. And so the men on the team really acted as a support, kind of a behind the scenes and have now since stepped back since, not that we don't need it anymore, but uh, they have their own careers as well that they focus on. And so uh, now we're just a, not just a, we are a team of, of 10 women. I love that. I mean, I, I love seeing women that can work together in a healthy environment. And so often, you know, women, it's sometimes it's really tough for women to really work together. So the health of women encouraging one another, building each other up, feeding off of each other's strength. I think that's really incredible. And I love it. You know, you, you are some girl bosses. And I think it's amazing. Thank you. We try we try our best to um, remain supportive of one another. I mean, if anything, I would say and I think Allie would agree, it's, it's like a sisterhood. I mean, I grew up with two sisters uh, myself. So I know what it can be like in the thick of things. <laughs> but at the same time, I think if everyone has a mutual respect for one another and has the same end goal, however way you you end there, we're always going to have our hiccups. We fight like sisters, but we love like sisters as well. And I think that's the most important part. Absolutely. I love that. Tell me when you started, Kate, and Allie, you can jump in as well because you were one of the first team members. What would you say got you to be number one? I mean, I'm sure you have a competitive market. It's not like you're competing against a bunch of idiots. I mean, what made you... But what made you stand out? To be honest, we just went all in. You know, we we put the blinders up on our competitors. We 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 really don't care what they're doing, if that makes sense. We focus on ourselves. And if I could describe us in one word, it's consistency. We never start something and not finish it from a marketing perspective, from a customer service perspective. Literally, we will tire everybody else out before we ever drop. That is really what it takes. Consistency is following through on everything you say you're going to do. And I think that people see the effort that we put into our marketing, our social media, our customer service, and how much we really care about other clients. And I mean, there are so many great realtors in in Brantford, you know, and it's not to say that they're not doing the same thing. But we just don't stop. <laughs> that's the that's the thing. We just don't stop. We do not give up. And uh, I think everyone on the team shares that same sentiment. Yes, it's so important that we don't give up. How do you market yourselves? And either one of you feel free to jump jump in. But what um, would you say, marketing wise? What do you do? We're we're uh, currently endorsed by Scott McGilvery, so that's our it's our third year. Uh, HGTV's favorite dad, or maybe it's just my favorite dad. Uh, he he endorsed us. Um, this will be our third year. And so we have a commercial with him that we play on uh, a TV network, CHCH Morning Live. We also market in the theaters. I mean, now that we're in a pandemic and the theaters in not all areas are open, we do have our promo video that is normally playing there once a month. And then, of course, social media. We have a huge social and online presence, uh, which everyone is connected to, and it's what connects people to each other. And so from a marketing perspective, whether it's paid advertisements on social media, on YouTube, Google ads, uh, pretty much anything and everything in between. 
And um, I think that's what really sets us apart is we, we do a little bit of something for everybody. Mm. Anything you want to add to that, Allie? <laughs> no, I think Kate covered most of it. Um, it's, it's nice to have a variety of different avenues for marketing. Some, you know, some clients are into the online, some are more into print advertising and, you know, we cater to everybody. Right. Do you feel like there's one particular thing that you would say, especially like if you're talking to a new agent, you're just starting out, you're just starting to market yourself. What would you say you have to do to market yourself? Allie, I'm going to let you take this one. For sure. Uh, to market yourself, I mean, when you're a new agent, you you might not have those marketing dollars to spend necessarily. So in the beginning, it could be a little bit more about doing the legwork yourself, you know? can feel like you don't have any leads about anything. But if you, Kate's always been good for saying, you know, schedule yourself out a 40 hour work week and then actually spend 40 hours working on yourself and your business, whether that's, you know, printing off letters and walking them yourself or, you know, designing and ordering flyers to send out. You really have to invest that time in yourself and have the confidence that, you know, you're going to succeed. Mm. I love that. And I think that is so important that you're scheduling that work time. And I think that can be one of the hardest things when you are self-employed or you have that flexibility that you say, you know, because we're all busy and you can say, I'm busy all the time. But to really focus in and say, did I, how much time did I spend this week really working Mm -hmm. on my job? Because, you know, we can shift things here and there. And we don't even realize that in the marketing aspect, is there one person that is handling the marketing? Do you all kind of weigh in on that? What does that look like? Well, actually, uh, this time of year, uh, I sit down with the admins, uh, usually in November. And what we do is we take a look at our, our, our current year, uh, the budget that we spent, where we advertise, where we put those marketing dollars, and then we see whether or not it was effective. So I really have the admins, uh, assist me in that at the at the beginning, whether we thought that more marketing dollars should be going to billboards or buses or online presence, what was effective in that current year, and then we make a goal for the next year. And then usually at our wrap-up meeting, which is held also in November with the agents, that information is, is provided to them, kind of like the Coles Note version that I've already developed with the uh, admins on the team. And then they weigh in on it as well, just to say what they felt was effective uh, for their current business. Because even though we're all a team, each individual realtor uh, is an independent contractor. So they are running their own business within the Cape Rodic team. And so I feel it's really important to get everyone's opinion on, on what they felt was working or what was effective moving into the next year. Because what might work for me may not work for somebody else. Maybe, you know, someone is really thriving on social media. Stacy and Nicole, two of the realtors on my team, are exceptional on social media. They really have a very strong present. Actually, so does uh, Jessica Brennan. The three of them together, I, I would say, really don't have a problem putting themselves out. But not everyone feels that way. Not everyone is, uh, it's not that they're not confident. It's just, it's not their jam. So perhaps, you know, an online presence on social media where they're maybe not in front of the camera, but they have sponsored ads talking about themselves and and what they do and, you know, maybe a button that redirects to our website. Maybe that's something that they feel more comfortable with. And so it's really important to make sure that all personalities on the team are catered to. Wow. So do you mind me just asking really quick, 
you're talking about the team, but yet everyone is an an independent contractor. So, you know, is that set up? And I know some people would know the answer to this, but I think it's good to get some clarification. So would it be like, you're basically your own company, your own real estate company. They can do their own transactions and probably get a split of that underneath you. That's correct. You're giving direction and leadership, but then you're also marketing yourself as a team. And it sounds complicated, but it, it's actually quite simple. So we have the Cape Rodic team and we have realtors underneath myself, but they're not really underneath in the, in the fact of it's not like a hierarchy. We're all on the same level, but it's the brand that I've created. It's almost like uh, you buy into a, uh, a franchise. Right. So say you're your McDonald's company and someone else buys that McDonald's franchise. You still have the same branding. You still have the same guidelines and processes, but you have yourself and it's your business. Does that make sense? So it's almost like a, a, a guide to the Cape product team in real estate, but we're all working collectively together, but they still need to have a voice, a presence. And I would want that for them because at the end of the day, everyone needs to feel like they have some sort of autonomy in order to really feel fulfilled and successful, in my opinion. Right. Do you feel like there's a big difference? And and this isn't something that we've really talked about in any of our previous interviews, but I mean, Kate, when you decided to build a team you're not just or, or working with buyers and sellers. You now have a business. I mean, you're managing people. You're giving guidance to that. But do you feel, have you ever questioned that you, if you weren't giving guidance and giving attention to a team and you just had maybe your own admins and continued to push forward, do you feel like that, what do you feel like would be the advantages and disadvantages of that? Well, I can definitely tell you that the, in the years prior to building the team, I felt it was a very, very lonely career. You're working mm-hmm. many hours a day, all hours. There's really no set schedule. And to not have somebody to go back to that understands the hardships of being a mom, being a wife, being a friend, being a colleague, and not being able to bounce ideas off of or or talk about that bad day that you had or how stressed maybe you were with that one client or maybe how something was falling apart in a transaction. That was the, I I guess, the the meaning for me to have other like-minded people around me for that support because it can get really lonely, like all day by yourself, you know, with clients and, and driving around in your car and showing houses and going to listing meetings. I just feel like to have a collective group around you that's experiencing the same thing and can navigate it together was just so much better than just doing it yourself. And I mean, I have my days, don't get me wrong. I have a lot on my plate, but it's nothing that I can't manage because I wouldn't have if if I didn't want to. And there are days where I'd be like, it would be so much easier if it was just me. Of course it would be because I'd only have myself to look after. But the pros of having these empowering women around me are so much more beneficial than to not have them at all. Yes. And I'm going to weigh in right here because, you know, I'm an executive coach and and I'm not trying to to throw that out there for my own benefit. But I want to say this to anyone that may be listening. Everyone isn't designed to lead a team. And that's not good or bad. But 
you don't just say, oh, you know what? I listened to this podcast and I listened to Kate talk about building a team. I'm going to go build a team. But everyone isn't, does not have the characteristics of leading and building a team. So some people, they may be more successful if, if you're counting their actual closings and the money made, the balance of life. They may be just as well off to go and be a part of a team rather than to lead a team. And I think that there's, you know, it's really important to get that clarification because everyone is not wired and there's nothing wrong with that to lead a team. So it's amazing. And I love the fact that here is a group of women that are working together and coming together and working in a healthy environment, as I've said before. Do you, you know, just tell me, is there been a time that there's just been a real discouragement maybe? And how have you worked through that? Some disappointment, discouragement in your team and as an individual, what would you say? I I would say absolutely. I mean, anytime you you have a business where you have employees or colleagues, I mean, it's it's a natural progression to, you know, have, I guess, peaks and valleys throughout your business. And I'm, we're still a baby. Like we're, we're, we've only been together for six years. So we're really a young real estate team. And so throughout the years, I would say that, you know, we've had our ups and downs with uh, team members that maybe were not the right fit. And it is what it is. That's life, right? Whether it's your business, you know, your personal life. And I think you just navigate it together and then you learn from it. And that's all we can ever do is just really learn from and grow from any ups and downs that we may experience in this business. But the one thing I can say for sure is to have the people around you support you through those times is what makes all the difference. And I would say that our team has never been stronger. Actually, we have a group chat and and I, I just said it a couple nights ago. I have never been so proud and so honored to be a part of the team that we all built together, especially in a year where we're going through a pandemic, right? I mean, right. this has been a very hard year for everybody. And and actually, uh, one of the realtors on my team sent me a great email, uh, Jess, and said, you know, to come out on the other side and to make lemonade with the lemons we were dealt with is truly extraordinary. And it can split people up, but it also can bring people together. And I think Ali can attest to this as well. We have never been as strong and as powerful of a real estate team as we have right now. Yep. I would Mm. agree with that. Yeah. What's it, how did that look during the, you know, shutdown? And I don't know exactly what it was like where you were, but I'm assuming you had some form of shutdown and how did your team, how did that affect you? Well, we were shut down for how many months, Ali? We were on lockdowns. We were on lockdown from March until was it uh, end of May? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was about great. three months. Yeah. And I mean, that was extremely, that was scary. That was scary for everybody, not just ourselves, but you know, the uncertainty of like, am I going to make it? Are we going to be okay? Is our business going to shut down? Are, are people going to hire us? Are people going to move? Are they going to buy and sell? And so, you know, I, I kept my staff on for as long as I possibly could with those uncertain questions in my mind. Allie and Carolyn stayed on the entire time uh, working from home. Actually, all the girls worked from home for a period. Um, but I think, you know, as we started to go through the motions, we gained a momentum of we're not going to let this stop us. And we have had our best year ever 
in a global pandemic. I would say a little rocky for about five or six weeks into it. I mean, I think that that's that's normal, (laughs) trying to figure out how are we going to manage our business? How are we going to change our processes? How are we going to adapt to this environment and keeping ourselves, our clients safe, each other safe? And we came out on the other side shining, in my opinion. And, And like I said, we doubled our September and October so far from 2019, and we are about 35% up on 2019. Wow. That's incredible. And I'm very proud of the girls. Yeah. What do you feel like as an individual uh, or as a team that you would say you've learned about yourself after having gone through this? How re- resilient we are. I mean, I, I don't think you realize how resilient you are until you're put into a position where you have to be. Mm-hmm. I think right? that I, I feel like our team has made a lot of adjustments with um, with the pandemic. I mean, everyone kind of had to adjust to some new processes, like as agents for showings, of course, and dealing with our clients. But even as a as an admin team in the office, I mean, I feel like we've streamlined a lot of our our processes and maybe trimmed some of the the fat on things we didn't need, but. Mary and I in the office were talking the other day about how much more efficient we've gotten in the office. Like, I mean, we're flying through things and, and giving our clients uh, the best customer service I think we've been, been able to do thus far. I agree. That's awesome. I do really want to talk about some specifics of business, but before I do that, I loved what you said about being moms and women and, and wearing so many different hats. How do you balance that? Are there any specific parameters that you've tried to put into your life, either one of you as an individual, as a team, as the leader of that team, Kate? What does that look like for you guys? I mean, it's really hard, right, to to give your all to so many aspects of your life and, and to do it well. That's the biggest thing, right, is a lot of the times I see people trying to do it all and they're giving 50% to every area. So they're not really excelling. I think the biggest thing you have to do is when you're working, you need to be 100% working. But when you're with family, your kids, your husband, your sisters, your brothers, your your colleagues, whoever, whatever it is you're doing, you need to be present. Because when you're not present, you're not giving your attention that th- that person requires. And so you really need to be able to set boundaries. And that's a really hard thing to do in a customer service-based business where there are hundreds of other realtors that people can choose from. And you almost feel like you're going to lose that business if you don't just give them your attention 24 hours a day. And I can say that from, from being a new realtor, however many years ago, I remember going on vacation with, with my husband and kids or child at the time. We only had one. Now we have three and working in the hotel room the entire time and blowing that whole vacation. And Mm. that wasn't healthy. Now, looking back, I understand that I was building a business, but there's a way to do that without sacrificing your home life as well. And that's setting boundaries in a very professional and positive way so that people understand and and that you're going to give them that service and it's going to end up the way that they wanted it to but also not at the expense of your own health. Because if mama's not good, no, ain't nobody good. <laughs> uh-huh, that's exactly right. What would you do differently? Like looking back at that vacation where you worked the whole time, now knowing what you know, what would you do differently? I would have hired Allie years before. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was over my head. And I think that's why I started the team. I just was busting at the seams. And I've become so much better than that now. And I have the staff and the support and the realtors around me. And now vacations are vacations. Gotcha. Allie, what do you say about all that? Yes, that's definitely a benefit of the team. I mean, yeah, it's nice. I mean, like Kate just said, you can actually go on a vacation and you you trust the people around you to be able to take care of your clients the the same way that you would. You know, even like we've been we've been together for a while. We've we've all had a few babies and you know, sometimes you just need a a few hours off if you're Kate Brodick, but maybe a few <laughs> days or months if you're somebody else. But it's always nice to know that um you've got a team supporting you and you don't have to worry about like what Kate said, you know all the realtor, other realtors in town waiting to steal your clients from you. But, you know, it's not the case when you've, you've got people to take care of them. Right. So what does family life look like for you? Kate, you've got three kids. How are, how old are they? They are. I have, uh, I have three boys. Uh, my oldest is Jack and he'll be seven on Christmas Eve this year. My mm-hmm. middle child is Finn and he's three and a half. And the baby is Reese and he is 18 months. Oh my word. How fun. I want to just come spend a day with you and play with the kids. Yeah. Well, you you can definitely do that. (laughs) I have four daughters, which are all grown now, but yeah. And I have two grandsons and I just love those little boys. It's so fun doing, you know, dinosaurs and trains and all those things that we didn't do with girls. So it's it's probably very different because I, 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 I'm one of three sisters. And so to grow up in a household with only women to being the only woman in a household, it's, it's different, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So fun. And has to be, I mean, you have an 18 month old that has to really make life challenging sometime. Is there one person on your team that you kind of rely on when something just goes crazy, a sick, somebody sick or whatever, or is it really kind of a variety of of people that you can call on on your team to help if, if you can't show up for something. Well, the, the wonderful thing about it is, honestly, I could call anybody on the team and they would be there in the drop of the hat. But my girl, Allie, Allie and Carolyn are, um, they've been with me pretty much the entire time. And we have very similar ways of doing things. And so it's not that you don't fall back on anybody else because anybody on the team as soon as you asked uh, for help, they would they would be there in a heartbeat. But uh, you always have kind of your go-to per- people, I guess, that uh, if you're in a pinch, you know they'll answer the phone, you know they'll get it done really quick. And unfortunately, I think sometimes for Allie, <laughs> she is the person that uh, I, I do uh, I do tend to go to. We just, uh, we drive really well and on a work, uh, I guess from a work perspective, we do things very similarly. And um yeah. And I, I would say that we could really rely on anybody on the team though. Wow. That's really amazing. And Allie, now I really want you to weigh in because I am picking up from this interview that you are the girl that picks up all the balls. And <laughs> so tell me about what your family life looks like. And then how are you handling this? I mean, how are you finding the real balance? So my family life is, um, I've got my husband at home, Jeff, and we have a daughter who she's almost two and a half. Her name is Lennon. So she's a handful in herself and you know, <laughs> work and, and being at home is always a challenge. But um, I find being in the office, it's nice. I've got my scheduled office hours and then, you know, realtor life is kind of 
it just picks up here and there. So it's always good to have, you know, I've got family at home. My mom helps watch Lennon and so do Jeff's parents. So, you know, it's just, it's good to have people at a drop of a hat. You can drop your, your kid off and take off to show a house or, or help out one of your, your team members. Right. Ellie, does your role, I know you said you're kind of in both you're selling and you're doing managing the team, but do you feel like what's the percentage of that? I mean, it sounds like I'm going to think that there's you're heavy more on managing the team, but is that correct? Yes, I would totally agree with that. There was a point in my career where I was more heavy on the, the real estate, like being an actual selling, which was before I had my daughter. And then, you know, afterwards it's, it was kind of like a, a realization of, you know, the balancing. So I found for myself, I preferred more having the scheduled office hours. And I'm sure Kate was thrilled when I came back to her and said I wanted to, to be oh back. Oh my goodness. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. So I did, I was an admin and then I left the office for a little bit and was just selling. But then after I had my daughter, I thought this seemed like more, a better fit for me. I, I find it easier to split up my time this way. Yeah. Yeah. So Allie, are you one of those people that you kind of really know everything that's going on in the office with every agent? For the most part. Yeah. And I find, I mean, I hope my team feels this way about me, but I try to be here for everybody, you know, outside of my office hours, I'm still here. If people need to need to call somebody to, for a real estate related question, you know, I'm, I'm always here for them. So outside of office hours, I'm still admin Allie, but I'm also agent Allie. Yeah. And that's amazing. And you are so valuable. You know, I'm so thankful that there are people like you that are wired the way you are because you're invaluable. I mean, truly. And I love watching these teams you've got and 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 not to discredit you in anything, but you know, so often you have that visionary that just wants it all done, but they don't really have the process. And then you have those people that come in and go, but we have to figure out how this is going to get done. And it sounds like maybe you're one of those people and that makes it happen. So we always love having someone like you on our team. And that is so great to work with. And, you know, you, you built this team. You're, you're young, as you said, Kate, where have you learned what you've learned? I think it just was a natural progression of trial and error, to be perfectly honest. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you're, you're built to do something and it almost finds you. And as mm. you look through it, you start to build your own processes. You start to, you know, weigh in what works and what doesn't. I don't think I came in with like this manual of exactly how it was going to look, but I had a vision of what I wanted and just started moving forward and made a million mistakes along the way, I'm sure. And we'll probably continue to make the mistakes, but it's those mistakes that really catapult you in the right direction because you know it doesn't work. Or mm -hmm. you just, it gives you a, a, maybe a different perspective of, you know what, that we did this, it didn't work, but I think now I know exactly where we need to go. And I find that that's really, in all honesty, I just was, I feel I was built to, to lead a real estate team. It's been I've been confident about it from the from day one, and I feel I've always felt really good about it. Doesn't mean I'm always right, but I've always felt really good about it. And I have a natural act, I think, of of surrounding myself with like minded people who are better than me at a lot of things. And I leave those 
skills to them, which is another big thing. Because I see a lot of people leading teams and they're doing everything themselves. But I mean, I'm not a pro at photography, Carolyn is. I'm not a pro at, you know, website analytics, Mary is. Our, our girl, Brie, who, who does a lot of our social media and, and kind of customer service interaction with our clients, she is just such a vibrant personality. What her role does, I couldn't do. So, I mean, to surround yourself with people who are going to take your strengths and, and, and make them shine is, I think, a really important thing to do. And, and our team definitely is full of exceptional support staff and realtors who pick up the slack where maybe I don't excel. And I think that's an important role as, as a leader. The basics of real estate, though, and actually buying and selling. I mean, where where'd you learn? I think just having a natural love for it. We were we were buying properties, my husband and I, obviously before I became licensed. Mm. And I just I just loved it. Like who doesn't love going into people's homes and seeing <laughs> the decor and how people live? And I think I think that most people, you know, that HGTV, like, you know, flippers projects, everyone has a, a real estate show that they love. I think that that's just a, a natural thing to for people to like. And then that's the fun. I, I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, it's just one of those things that you fall into it and you just become really good at it. You, you get to learn. It's all about relationships. You get to learn people and what they like and what they don't like. And it's almost like you're a matchmaker, right? With homes and, and, and personalities. I would uh, yeah. weigh in on that a little bit of how I learned. So obviously Kate hired me as her admin and I, she taught me how to do real estate over the phone. Like, like <laughs> yeah, literally she needed somebody while she was out on the road. So she was teaching me how to write deals over the phone. You know, we, we used to be in the brokerage with, with the rest of our brokerage, Sutton Team Realty. And, you know, being in the culture surrounded by other agents, it's people to bounce ideas off of. And, you know, I think that I've gotten really good at this role of doing the admin and being an agent because of the admin role. I don't know how anybody gets into this business and really knows what they're doing without having being sat down in an office and, and going over multiple deals. Mm -hmm. I would have to agree with Ali as well. And I think the reason why she succeeded so well, because she had a firsthand, I guess, experience mm -hmm. from, you know, the number one team in Brantford, seeing all the trials and tribulations, seeing the strengths, the weaknesses, you know, seeing deals fly through and deals fall apart just as quickly. And so mm. she really was there to see it all. And, and I, I have to 100% agree with her. And, and we've stood by this, that you really should be in an administrative role prior to going out into the quote unquote field, because the schooling doesn't really give you that experience at all. In fact, it's it's probably uh, the complete opposite. Everything you learned in school, you, you barely use. And everything you learn on the field is what you use every day. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> so, absolutely. And, and everyone that's taken that real estate test absolutely knows that that's true. Gosh, I can't believe our time is so wrapping up. And you guys are so full of just, I could just talk to you for another hour. But anything particular that you would say in just, the reality of, of business and working with buyers and sellers of just the, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face with them? Would that be, you know, if it's a listing of wanting to overprice that listing, is it a buyer wanting to make that super low offer and know that it's not going to fly? I mean, what are some of the ways that you overcome some of these challenges with buyers or sellers? So I would say, I mean, they each have their own highs and lows and challenges and, you know, things that are great about them. 
Oftentimes you can feel like listings will be a little bit easier to manage because you know, you're not driving back and forth to the house every day and, and doing multiple showings, but sometimes sellers, it's, it's harder to manage their expectations. And like you said, if somebody wants to overprice a listing, then that's up to you to, to guide them. You know, um, you need to give them the best advice possible to facilitate that sale. And then on the other side, buyers can be challenging. You know, if they're first time buyers and they need all the conditions in their offers, what can you do to help them feel more prepared? You know, whether it's pulling comps before you see a house so that they know what an offer might look like in multiple offer situations. Um, you know, you just have to develop that relationship with your clients that you are comfortable to to speak with them and advise them. Mm. Yeah, the very true. I mean, any particular language you feel like that you just say to that seller that wants to list this home for too much money and you know that it's just, it's not going to work. Um, sorry, Kate, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say um, a home well price is a home half sold. And that's something that's, you know, we plaster that everywhere. Mm. You'll see it and your sellers will see it. You know, if you price it too high and you're not getting any showings, the days on market will reflect the price. And hopefully your, your clients will listen to you. That's why you're the pro and they hired you. But, you know, sometimes it can be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Do you say that to them? The home well price is a home half sold. I'm sure you say that, but do you tell them that you're the pro and that's why you're hiring me? Oh, of course. I mean, you can outline to them the different strategies. You say, you know, we could list it on the high end, but you know, you give them the expectations of what's going to happen and how you're going to proceed from there. You kind of just have to manage expectations from the beginning. And, you know, when they see that you, maybe you are right, then they'll be more inclined to listen to you in the future. Right. Yeah. And I, I would say like, just to, to go off a of valley as well, sometimes they need to experience that no matter what you say to some people in their mind, their home is worth a certain dollar value. And you really only have two options. You either tell them, uh, you know, give them your, your feedback and your advice and say, you know what, uh, based on these sales, it's not that I feel, I know that this house is not worth the value. It doesn't mean that it's not a great home. It's just not worth what you, what you feel it is. We're going to put it on the market and within two weeks, you're going to know right away and try to come up with a strategy that will already be implemented when you know the house isn't going to sell. But you also want to give them the confidence that you also understand that they want to get the most money possible. And perhaps their idea of, of pricing is different than yours, but also to manage that expectation when it doesn't sell that they we already have a plan in place because sometimes it's really hard for people to understand that their home isn't worth that value. And you still have to talk to them in a way where you, you're not being condescending or, you know, that their their opinion isn't relevant because, you know, you still need to maintain that relationship. But I always say the diff most difficult conversations are the ones that usually have the most reward. And so even though, you know, you put it on the market, it's not selling. If you already have a strategy in place to implement after a couple of weeks of it not working, you know, you can turn that around and it can become a real success story. But certain personalities can definitely be challenging to deal with because, you know, everyone thinks they're right, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you ever walk away? Yes, I have. Mm. Many times, actually. You know, I, I always think it's fair to give an opportunity to a seller to price it at a certain value. But we are a heavily market, marketed team. We put a lot of marketing dollars behind our listings because we believe they deserve it. And so at some point in time, you need to be able to say, this is just not good for business. Nobody wants to hear that, but at the same time, you know, if they're going to hire you and dictate the entire listing, then they should be selling it themselves. 
And it's a really hard concept to be able to say to somebody, you know what, unfortunately, I just don't feel that this is working. If you don't want to take my advice, it's not that I don't want to work with you. But unfortunately, I don't foresee this going anywhere. And I, I have to stop spending the money on the listing that's just not simply going to sell. Mm. Yeah, and exactly. Time. And time. Right, right. And it, it becomes that stale loaf of bread sitting on a shelf that nobody wants because that's it's right. sitting there all that time. Yeah, there was a house in my neighborhood and it was like for five years that house has been for sale off and on. You know, it's like you start wondering what's wrong with that house? <laughs> so what's the future look like for the Kate product team? I think what you see is is what we hope to maintain and elevate a, a group of strong, empowered women working together to achieve the same goal, to provide our, our clients with, with great customer service, and to always think outside the box from marketing perspective. And if we maintained what we are right now and our cohesiveness, I would be the happiest realtor on earth. And so I don't need, I don't believe we need to change drastically who we are, what we do. I think we just need to continue moving forward and continue growing together. And I think that that will bring us to new heights. Wow. Just more of the same. That's right. Mm, I love it. You guys are awesome. A breath of fresh air. It has been just a delight to spend this time with you. Any, any closing thoughts, anything extra you want to add? No, uh, we appreciate you uh, spending the time with us. It's been wonderful. And I love your accent. <laughs> yeah, it's, Thank you. Uh, and it's been a breath of fresh air for us as well. And I'm, I'm happy that you had us on. Right. Well, thank you. And I hope that, you know, sometimes I think it's fun, especially in a situation like this with the two of you on, you kind of reflect on all how blessed you've been. And I think that's fun and exciting. So hopefully you, the rest of today is just one of, of great joy and just thinking what what a great team you have and how bright the future is for you and it really is a delight to have got to be with both of you and talk with both of you and I just wish you the very very best for the upcoming 2021. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you ladies. Well, thanks so much to Kate Brodick and to Allie Vanderhurst for being with us on this interview. It was great. I loved them. Love talking with women and just seeing how they have built such an amazing business in Brantford, Ontario. If you've got a referral that you're needing to send that direction, please keep them in mind. I know they would appreciate it. And it's just so great to see people that are willing to give back and invest in others. I also want to remind you today that I'm an executive coach and I love coaching teams. If you are a team of realtors, you might consider doing long-term coaching or even short-term coaching that can look like uh, just like a little mini session where we really look at the intricacies of how healthy is your team? Are you working in the most productive way? How do you understand one another better? That can really increase the health of your team and a healthy team will be so much more productive so much more effective. So just keep that in mind. Also, of course, love coaching individuals. And that may be something that you want to consider. I will tell you that I found it interesting. I was looking the other day 
at the value of speaking something out loud in regard to our goals and our dreams, what we want to accomplish. It's one thing to think it and even to write it down, but when we say it out loud. So recently there's something that I want to accomplish and it's kind of far-fetched, but I told it to my husband and a few other people because I know the value of saying it out loud. I'm so much more likely to accomplish it. And even as a kind of an outlier in my life that I really am going to want her to see me do what I said that I'm going to do. And the value of that comes when uh, there was a Harvard study done that people that actually said out loud what they wanted to accomplish earn 10 times more income. Isn't that amazing? An interesting fact. So if you don't have a coach, at least that mentor, coworker, someone that you're saying out loud and is going to help hold you accountable and develop a plan of how are you going to accomplish that and how important that is. One other thing that I want to just ask of you is please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. I don't really have time today to read some of the reviews that we've got, but we've got some great ones and I'll try to include that in our next uh, episode just because I want you to know we are getting those good reviews and they're very important to me. The other thing that I just want to encourage you with today is what was your highlight and your takeaway from this interview? What did you get from it? It's one thing to listen to the interview and and as you get some ideas, you get encouraged in something, but it's so important. Take that, write it down, think on it so that it's the information is put to good use and you'll find more value when you do that. So take a moment, think about what was the takeaway? Because I know you've got emails to answer, you've got phone calls to make, text messages to get out, and you can jump to the very next thing and really lose the value. With that said, I want to just mention to you the importance of being refreshed. You know, there's really a difference in getting relief and being refreshed. And let me explain what I mean by that. You've had a very, very hard day. Nothing has really gone right. Boy, we've all experienced those days, especially in 2020. You know, maybe you just got somewhere and forgot your mask, and now you can't hardly get out of the car. But whatever it may be, you know, we all know what a bad day looks like. And at the end of the day, we could find relief by eating a big meal, laying on the couch watching TV, zoning out, playing a game, whatever that may be, but it only provides relief. What is it that refreshes you? And what I mean again is for me, I play the piano. So last night I sat for about 15 or 20 minutes and I just played the piano because that brings refreshment to me. To sit on the back patio by maybe a fire as we're getting into some cooler temperatures, maybe um, just with a warm blanket, enjoying the beauty of nature that's all around us and sitting and just being and letting our soul be refreshed. Through that refreshment comes our creativity. We're rejuvenated and it's so important. We can get relief But if we don't get refreshed, that's when we get burnout. That's when we get where we don't have a great perspective to even see all the beauty that's around us in the midst of maybe some hardships. 
So it's so very important that you get refreshed. And one of the things that I want to say as an executive coach, I use a Berkman assessment. And the Berkman assessment, one of the most valuable things to me about that is that it really helps us to understand what does refresh us. Not just give us relief, but refresh us. My husband and I did the Berkman, oh, probably about 12 years ago, I'm going to guess. And it was so insightful that my husband saw that for me, I really need alone time. I can go, go, go. I'm a very social person. But if you don't give me that alone time and let me refresh in that way, you're not going to like the person that I start acting like. And for my husband, he really needs some outside time. He needs to enjoy nature. He needs to do a project outside. He's the one, oddly enough, that plants all the flowers on our patio and fills our flower boxes and waters them and loves on them. And I enjoy it as well, but it's refreshing to him. So what refreshes you? Not just gives you relief, but refreshes you. It's something for you to think about. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I'm Coach April Mack. This is Real Estate Masters. Subscribe and leave us a review and be blessed.